Men, what if we could do life better? What if we were more resilient and more confident? What if we got our priorities sorted and stuck to them? The world needs strong men. The Whole Man Academy podcast, hosted by life coach Anthony Asprey, that's me, is here to help you become the best version of yourself and make the most of your life at work and at play. Each week, myself and the Whole Man Academy team will be talking to inspiring people from all walks of life whose stories and strategies will empower you to become a better man. Let's get the conversation going, let's get men talking, and let's do life better. Welcome to the Whole Man Academy podcast. In this episode, we allow our creative director, Scott MacArthur, to take over. Uh, Scott speaks to Derek Cheshire. He's a professor, a speaker, and a creativity expert. Uh, What does that mean? Well, Derek encourages us to think about our lives from different perspectives and shares the importance of travel, experience, and Thomas the Tank Engine. Toot toot. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, it's Scott McCarthy here, the Creative Director with the Whole Man Academy, and welcome to the Whole Man Academy podcast. In this edition, I'm joined by the one and only Derek Cheshire, who I'll ask to introduce himself in a minute. I'm really excited about this because this is my, my first podcast that I've done for the Whole Man Academy, so forgive me if I sound a bit Scottish, but that's just the way I am. So, Derek, welcome. Well, hello there, Scott. I'm not Scottish, and as you say, I am, I am the one and only. I am a... <laughs> Many things, speaker, <laughs> trainer, consultant, um, part-time radio presenter, author, what else? And uh, also video pres- presenter, Derek? Um, well, I, I used to present regularly on a local station here in, um, here in Sheffield. Oh. Um, and, and for various reasons, um, Ofcom removed the license. Oh, so um, I, I, I still still go back to the station once a year. It's 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 an Islamic station, oh, so uh, I, um, they 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 they're still allowed to broadcast once a year for Ramadan. So I I, I go and um, annoy people by playing music. And they, <laughs> they think I shouldn't be playing music. But there we go. Okay. So I, so so yeah, I, I I do that as well. And and also I'm a I'm a visiting professor at the a university in Chennai in India as well. Wow, I've got a professor on the line here. Excellent. Now, you need to tell me a bit more about that. Uh, what, is that what does that involve, Derek? It, at the moment, it involves doing absolutely nothing. What it did involve was going, was going out to um, India at a particular time of year, usually about September time, um, talking to some of the uh, students in the, in the business school there and uh, also giving uh, talks to some of, some of the staff. No, right, okay. What what sort of subjects do you talk about then when you're over there? Um, it, it, they're all business-related subjects. I mean, the thing I mainly talk about, obviously, is creativity and innovation, which is which is my which is my thing. But you know, it, it's the extra thing on the on the business topics. But also for staff, they um, staff have to do presentations. So presentation skills for staff. Ah. Um, they also. Um, um, uh, many academics will know this. They have to give presentations on parts of their thesis and things like that. So any anything like that, how to how, how to not, not quite book writing, but they have to do a lot of writing. So how to make their stuff at dance site more interesting than it is. All oh, right. Okay. Are you saying academics aren't very interesting, Derek? Uh, no, the topics are very interesting, but I think sometimes the way they are asked to 
um, present it to people is not. Ah, right, okay. Very, very well put, I have to say. Very well put. So can I just, if we could just dive into the, the sort of the ethic of the Whole Man Academy and, 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 and think about, if I could ask you to think about something you've learned from other men in your life that's had a, a profound impact on you. I'll have to think reasonably hard about that, actually. Um, right, okay. Because bizarrely enough, throughout most of my most of my life, I have um, sounds terrible interacted more with women. Bizarrely enough, right? Um, and not by not by design, right? Okay. But it's just, for instance, when I when I did things like summer jobs when I was at university, they they would tend to be in in factories and things like that, mm-hmm. where there were a reasonable number of women in the workforce right, okay. and I seemed to be for some reason some unknown reason the, the person they, they they confided in so I found out some really interesting things about about people and, and, and their lives so this could mean that I you could argue that I found out about my feminine side whatever that is um, <laughs> right in in in, in, the, in that way um, okay, okay. So if there's one thing you've learned then from women, I mean, this is not, I mean, the, the Whole Man Academy is a place for men, but it, it doesn't exclude learning from women. <laughs> well, no, but you, you but I, I think all, I think the, the thing really is that you yeah. could actually learn from anywhere is, is, yeah. is actually to keep your eyes and ears open. Right. And you, ne- you never know what you pick up. You could, prior to the coronavirus, we could have been, you could have been sitting in Costa Coffee or any, or other, other coffee shops are available. Um, and you know you, you, you can you can learn from anything. You can learn from well, you can learn a lot from kids. Yes. Um, so. So keep your radar. Sort of, keep yeah. your ears and eyes, ears and eyes open. And I, I suppose that's one of the things that traditionally, not necessarily now, but traditionally, men have accused of, of being not not doing. Hmm. You know, your your stereotypical sun reader in the pub. Yes. Well, we'll we'll tell you exactly how the yeah. Think of Al Murray's the pub landlord, and you probably got it in a nutshell. <laughs> um, yes. People people who get their information from one source only, they make up their minds, and that's the way the world is. Right. Okay. So you're you're advocating that we look at many sources before we yeah. open our, our yeah mind. yeah. You might you may still come to the same conclusion, which is fair enough. But if you yeah. haven't actually kept your options open so to speak uh, then then you're going to get a very blinkered view of the world and if you're making decisions on that basis there's every chance that you're not going to make very very good decisions that's that's i think that's a lovely way to start this so we've already got something that people can think about so thank you for that so and in your in your life in your time have you ever had a I call them threshold moments, Derek, you know, where you, you fail so, or, or you, you experience something that is not always a positive experience, a bit like the coronavirus that we're currently in the middle of as we record this podcast. But uh, has there been a, 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 a negative thing that's happened to you that has really helped you learn and helped you grow from that you, you could share with our audience? To, to be honest, I, I've actually been fairly lucky in that I have, have probably not had any any um, really bad moments, okay. um, but I, I, one thing I suppose that was it, it wasn't a bad moment, but it was probably a I don't know, not not even a seismic moment, but it, it, it was a it was a definite moment. Was was actually going off to 
going off to university. Right. It was, it was, I was always slightly awkward as a child and I probably still am a bit awkward now, but I chose the university that was almost furthest away from home to go to. We lived in, we lived in, um, in Croydon. Right. Nobody likes to admit that, but some people do. <laughs> um, and I went to university in St Andrews. Did you? So um, that you could not have got further away. Um, Gosh. So that that that, w- that was interesting. Four year four years there because obviously Scottish degrees four years. Yeah, much um, higher quality. It takes longer for the poor English to get it into their heads. Uh, well, an extra year drinking as well. <laughs> so. so what, uh, what, what was it like? Go- My goodness, there's a contrast. Croydon to St Andrews. Describe, and a lot of our listeners are overseas, so they, they may never have heard of Croydon or St Andrews. Give us a give us a well, well, Croydon, Croydon, the bit where we were is on, right on the edge, so it, it was quite leafy. But you've got one of the London boroughs, so yeah. you know, there's lots of houses. I mean, Croydon, Croydon was I can't remember how many people at the time. The size of us it's itself is the size of a small city. I think there's between three and four hundred thousand people there. Is that so? There's a significant number, significant number of people, and it really. I mean, when I grew up, we we still we were still burning coal fires, we still had smog in the winter. <laughs> there was all all, all 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 sorts of stuff like that. It, it was just an urban environment. Yeah. Um, and St Andrews is, was it about four hundred miles away in a straight line? Yeah. <laughs> quite a long, quite a long way by train. Yeah. Um, you get on the train at King's Cross, and you try and ex- you tr- you get your ticket out, and the guard comes round, and he says, "Where are you going to?" And you desperately try and pronounce Lucas Junction. Yeah. <laughs> How the heck do you pronounce this? Lurchers. 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 Yeah. And 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 also at the, roughly the same time, I think I heard a Radio Two presenter. Refer to Kukodi as Kirk Caldy. Oh dear! So, so uh, it, it, but it, it was it was amusing, you know. A guy sort of showed me the map and said, "How do you how do you pronu- how do you pronounce this?" And it was one of the it was one one of the lakes. I can't remember exactly where it was, or lochs, in fact, between yeah. Edinburgh and, and Dundee. Yeah. And there was a castle. There was a castle somewhere. And you go, "How do I pronounce this?" Kilconquha. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's Kanaka. <laughs> so all, all of these things were all complete, all completely new. And St Andrews is, as they say, about four hundred miles in a straight line. It's right by the coast, so it's got a ruined old cathedral, um, St Rule's Tower, where people jump off and commit suicide if they're really, um, really um, um, upset about exams. Um, absolutely lovely beaches, and at the time, I think the total of students and um, townsfolk was only about five thousand. It was much, much smaller at the time. Yeah. But yeah, all around the Fife coast, lovely beaches. Of course, because it's near the sea, you very rarely get snow, and in the summer it's scorching. So that's a great place to be. Oh, very good. Um, you know, it's just a good, place to, a good place to study. A good place to study. Um, you could get deep fried pizza, which is, as everyone knows, is what everybody eats in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. But you really could get a deep fried pizza. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, Don't they call that calzone? 
possibly. And you, you know, all, all, you, know, you used to go to every bar you could. You had to go around all the, try all, the, go around all the bars as many as you could. Okay. And we did all, all the stupid things that you would do uh, as, as a student. Yes. Yeah. We, I think that. Did. I mean that. Although that you downplayed it a little bit, I think, but changing city or changing location is actually quite a an important experience for anybody to have. You know, mm. staying in the one place means that you only know the one place and you see everything through that lens. And I think changing places is a good thing. And uh, personally, I, I would advise certainly students to do just what you did because I don't think there's anything better than no, no, and even. Even later after that, I, my uh, wife's family comes from even further north in Scotland, up near the Murray Firth. Yeah. So, and my uh, brother-in-law and his wife and their kids, they're never going to move from where they are. And they're nice people, but there is a just a... There's a lot, there's a lot missing or thing... Well, I, I can remember actually when I met my brother-in-law when he was he was nine years old and still in shorts. Really? Um, I, he doesn't he, he doesn't doesn't like to uh, remember these sort of things now. But I've I've lost the train of thought. Yeah, as he was growing up through his teenage years, we were actually living in Manchester, so of course we had the Manchester music scene. Yeah. We had um, the sort of fashion that came came around it as well. And they were up there. They were discovering these things eighteen months to two years later than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And it was just just these things. I mean, there is a school of thought that says progress is not necessarily good, but you know these these opportunities, if you like, just just they arrived very slowly. Yes. Did you ever have uh, during either uh, your your student experiences? Uh, you can stay there if you like, but. Did you ever have a moment, you said earlier, uh, you're interested in creativity and innovation uh, when we were speaking offline. Um, Was there there ever a moment where you had a light bulb moment that went, oh, that's what I'm good at, or that's what I'm interested in? That wasn't until a lot later on. Okay, tell Um, me about it. Because I was, was, at school, I was the stroppy, stroppy, not stroppy kid. I, I wasn't sort of beating people up or anything. But I, I would have been a thorn in the teacher's side, probably. In fact, the f- first year of secondary school, we, 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 I can remember, we had a, one of these oiled wooden floors, parquet flooring floors. And I can re- remember the, one of our teachers had got hold of the scruff of my neck. And he, uh, he, he was trying to make me go somewhere with him. And I was just walking down the corridor. I was pulling him. It was like water skiing down there. <laughs> so I can vividly remember that. But uh, and also at work, you know, I, I would say to the boss, "Why, why are we doing it this way? Why do we have to do it this way?" And the answer is always because. Yeah. And then, then at one at, at one point, I was I just changed jobs and I saw an advert for the an, the MBA program at the Open University Business School. Right. And um, one of their modules, well, there was two modules I was really interested in. The first one was creativity, innovation, and change. Yeah. And the second one was knowledge management. And after doing them, I thought, well, you could, if you sort of throw the two together, you've got something that business must need. Um, and at the, at the time, the university, Open University had residential schools for all its courses. So the creativity course was a hoot. We, we did 
we played, we played, um, we, we we putted. It was like pitch and putt between all the classrooms. We were, we did human sculptures. We collected leaves. We did palmistry. We did palmistry. And some people didn't get it. They thought, well, what good is this to business? But what it was doing was actually opening people's minds to different ways of thinking completely. And then after leaving leaving that, I thought, wow. First of all, you get the MBA, you actually have the ammunition to challenge the people at work and say, it really doesn't have to be done this way. But you can sort of try and at least shine the light for other people and say, well, actually, there are other ways of doing this. So you've now taken that light bulb moment and, and made that your part of your business. In, indeed, that's what the light bulb moment is. And I, I'm, I'm actually quite sad to say, and I know it was quite good to hear that you said that the number of people listening to this might be overseas. But actually, in the UK, we're very, very bad at this. Yeah. If you talk to an organisation, um, there's usually a gatekeeper, uh, usually, usually female, I have to say, but not always. But you get diverted towards HR. Yeah. This is an HR thing. It's a course. It's something you go on to learn. You come away. No, it's not. It's a behaviour. It's a way of doing business, and it affects the bottom line. Right. So many organisations abroad, if you talk to them, and I have been contacted directly by them, they just say, well, what's this about? We think we want some of it. Tell us how it can work. Right. And, and, the, and I've, I've, I've spoken to the boss of a bank in Mexico City. I've never ended up doing work for them, but he was quite happy to listen to it and say, mm, yeah, that's interesting. Right, okay. And so I've done the same in other countries around the world, Malawi, India, Iran, um, but not here. That's interesting. So if you were, if you were advising one of our uh, followers who uh, tend to be people, uh, career people um, who are, you know, at, at all levels, I mean, they could be entry level through to chief executive level, but what, from all of that, is that, is there something in terms of our British culture that you think, wait a minute, we could do this differently? What would it be? Would there be something you could recommend them to think about? I, I think it would it would really just be about uh, as as, I've, as we as we said earlier. There's the there's the keeping your options opening, looking and listening because you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. But also the other thing, thinking about the, all the different sort of creative techniques you can use. One of the things that we're very bad at is saying saying no, we can't because when we look at problems, we 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 we, we look at all the boundaries. Yeah, and one of the things that's quite good is to sort of suspend belief for a moment and say, well, what, what happens if we got rid of this one? If we got rid of this one, could we do this? Or if we got rid of this one, could we do that? And sometimes by playing around with all these things, you you can find a way through. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. That that's great advice for our listeners. Thank you. And um, if I could just ask a, I guess it's it's a related question, really. Um. From your daily routine or from your personal habits, um, is there anything there that, that, that you think has really helped you, you know, be successful, that has contributed to your success? Well, you don't really want to know all, all about my daily habits. No, I don't. I really, really don't. But, no, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but the, the, one, the one thing I, I, I tell everybody, and I, I, to be honest, I was bad at it for a while. 
mm. is that uh, we all have those eureka moments. Yeah, they happen. There's reasons they happen when they happen, but um, we're very, very bad at capturing them. So I, I would, I would say, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a notebook handy, or um, you know. There are apps for phones and things. Just capture them, whether it's a dictation thing or you scribble a note, yeah, whatever. Just, just, just capture things right. because the moment goes very quickly. And is there any particular app or, or way of doing it that you do yourself? Um, well, the thing I've been um, playing around with lately, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's an app called Otter. Right. It, um, Otter, otter.ai i think is is the url and it, it uses artificial intelligence all right the, okay. the free the free version is okay but it, you you use it like a dictaphone but what it actually does is it, it translates um to text on the fly that's where the artificial intelligence comes in all right okay um it does interact online with a, with their back end but you can have you can i think you've got something like 60 minutes of processing per no, not 60 minutes of processing, I think it's 600 minutes or something. It's a long time of processing. Right. So at the end of this, you will actually have um, the audio file. You could play that back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Or if it's, depending how detailed it was, you also have the text file. Ah, right. So, okay. so you, don't, you don't need to try and, try and transcribe it for yourself. It's already there. So it's, a, it's just an app you can put on a smartphone. It costs, the free version obviously works very well. Costs yeah. nothing. Yeah. And how's that spelt, please? It, it's otter, as in the animal, O-W-T-E-R dot A-I. All right, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. It reminds me of um, some of our uh, followers are Tony Robbins fans, and they one of his things was, you know, if, if, if a life is worth living, it's worth recording, which I quite like, actually. Um, so that might help for those who are quite keen to follow that advice. And um, Derek, my, my final question. Um, if there was a, a book... Uh, or a website that you would recommend men and women listening to this podcast to read or follow, what would it be? Ooh, it would probably, well, I have slightly perversely, I, I actually quite like, um, quite like looking for hidden messages in books. Oh, right. So people, some people read books, take them at face value, but I, <laughs> I quite like looking at things like, um, Thomas the Tank Engine, <laughs> right. bizarrely enough, and yeah. uh, um, and and also Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. So I mean, did you know, for instance, that Charlie Charlie and the because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory they're effectively they're effectively recruiting. So that's all about the recruitment process, bizarrely <laughs> enough. Of course, yes. And and, and and of course, there are lessons to be learned. Yes. Um, if you looking at the uh, there is there are if you look at Thomas the Tank Engine, there's some interesting stuff there potentially about bullying. Oh, right, of course. There's, there's, there, yeah. there, and there's stuff about equality. If you look at the way that um, was it Annabelle and what I can't remember the other one, the the, the carriages. Yes. Right, okay. Is it Clara and Annabelle? Oh, my, my kids are getting old now. I can't remember. <laughs> but the way they're treated, there's things about equality. I, I like, I like actually, wow. sort of these sort of sort of sort of, sort of um, metaphors, if you like, for, th for things like that. That's really helpful. Well, thank you very, very much. You got all the, all the Home Academy people are now off buying copies of 
of Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine. engine. Uh, yeah, it's, that's fantastic. Derek, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Home and Academy podcast. Uh, I hope you keep in touch with us and in sometime in the future, perhaps we can help you on, have you on again. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to the Whole Man Academy podcast. Now, are you receiving our weekly emails? If not, you're missing out. Our Whole Man Academy weekly email is changing the game for men around the world using cutting edge psychology, game changing thinking strategies and inspiring tips and stories from people you should have heard of but likely never have. So if you want to live more, be more and experience more, go and sign up, visit wholemanacademy.com forward slash movement.